hosted by three Korean-American adoptees diving headfirst into what it means to be adopted, Korean, American, and more. And now, here's your hosts, Nathan, Patrick, and KJ. What's up, everybody? It's Patrick here. <laughs> um, recording this Monday morning, June 27th, um, after a really long, really stressful, really life-giving and also life-altering weekend for many of us. Um, we're still on a break. This is not your typical John G. Show episode. I'm going to be going at, the, going at this alone because um, I got a lot of thoughts that I wanted to get out and I wanted to share with everyone. Also trying to get back in the podcast game. We are actively working to schedule um, our next recordings and getting ready to come back in July better, stronger, differently um, than we left at the end of May. And if you haven't already, KJ put out a bonus episode on Christianity and adoption with Zach Lubin and Haley Hudler. Very interesting um, conversation. Highly recommend you go check that out if you haven't already. Um, today, I am going to be talking a little bit about everything that's kind of went on over the weekend, specifically my being at the Unity March in D.C., and then talking a little bit about what happened with the Supreme Court last Friday um, with the overturning of Roe and where I'm at with that and where I feel like it's going to be going moving forward. Um, so thank you for being here. I apologize if this is a little rambly. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. Um, Y'all know that I like to talk a little bit, so um, yeah, anyways, just going to jump right in. Um, so this past weekend was also con. Nathan was out at con, and it looked like it was absolutely fantastic. And at the beginning of last week, I had just returned home from my honeymoon. Emily and I went to Greece, and originally, I thought it was going to be over this past weekend to where I would not be able to attend con. Um, I really wanted to go and unfortunately it just wasn't going to work out. And when I found out that my honeymoon did not fall in those days, um, I also learned at the same time that this event called the unity March was going to be happening in DC and the unity March is the first annual like large gathering of Asian Americans, um, to celebrate, to advocate for our community, specifically in our nation's capital. And I really wanted to go to con <laughs> again, lots of FOMO from the photos and the videos. It looks like it was a really amazing time. And I know I've been hyping it up here on the show, um, that it's going to be something really incredible. And we're going to be looking back at that particular conference as something that was a really pivotal moment in our community. But after checking prices, things like that, flights, other stuff, um, it really, it just wasn't in the cards for me specifically to be able to go. And also speaking with some friends, specifically Katie Gagel and Hannah Lee, um, 
both of whom were going to be going to D.C. for the Unity March. I just felt like it was the right place for me to be this weekend. And so made the decision that I was definitely going to go to D.C. once we returned from Greece. And then Thursday, we started to see SCOTUS drop rulings. Um, None of them good, particularly um, ruling that, you know, guns specifically uh, are something that the federal government will legislate and that they consider to be a right uh, that can't be, shouldn't be taken away. Uh, we also saw them rule on Miranda rights, um, stating that if an officer is arresting you and doesn't read you your Miranda rights, that they probably aren't going to be held liable for that. And so something that's going to be very, very difficult to fight against in court if that were to be a situation that happens. So two rulings there, not great. And then Friday, the shoe we've been all waiting for to drop, dropped, and Roe was overturned. Um, particularly devastating for anyone who's able to get pregnant uh, who has a uterus and who will need this type of health care to survive, to live for their own well-being. And this ruling coming right on the eve of the first annual Unity March um, was really telling, I think. Obviously, I don't think SCOTUS was specifically thinking about, oh, there's going to be a bunch of Asian Americans here. Let's put a bunch of controversial rulings out. Uh, I don't think that they have the foresight or even the perspective to make that decision, but it happened nonetheless. And so as we were driving to DC, Katie and I, um, uh, we knew that the March was taking on a different meaning. And we also knew that while an expected 15,000 people or while we were expecting upwards of 15,000 people to show up for the unity March, that this ruling was definitely going to probably put a dent in the amount of people that showed up specifically for this event. Um, so anyways, we get to DC, um, meet up with Hannah. And then on Saturday, a bunch of us adoptees gathered together and all headed to the Washington mall to, um, or the national mall <laughs> to go to the event. Uh, as I am want to do, we showed up very f- unfashionably early, uh, <laughs> potentially being some of the first people there besides the volunteers. Uh, but it was really powerful walking up to the stage, just being in the space before everyone got there. Granted, it was also 2000 degrees out. It was very, very hot. Um, with not much shade, no shade over the stage and the area where we were all gathering shade on the sides and the trees, things like that. Um, but we got there and we got there early and it was nice to see, be there as people started to trickle in. 
and to be able to talk to people, see some amazing signs, see some amazing uh, things that people were bringing to share, to highlight um, lots of different organizations showing up all, from all across the diaspora as well, which I thought was really incredible. Um, no specific adoptee contingent besides us, though. Uh, saw some cool adoptee signs, met some cool adoptees uh, that we I've only tangentially connected with on Instagram, so that was very nice. But um, something that I'm keeping in mind for next year. Um, we're going to be up there speaking for sure. But overall, I thought the Unity March was a success, despite the fact that not all 15,000 people were able to attend. Obviously, there were a lot of things going on, and that's okay. Um, but the, for the people that did show up, who braved the heat, who turned out on Saturday, were there and ready to go to celebrate us and to also be loud and be heard. We were doing this on the National Mall in the shadow of the Capitol building um, and also on the other side I think there's like an art place, but you can see like the Washington Monument uh, on the west side, Capitol building on the east side. And it felt very powerful to be there in and amongst other Asian Americans who were just trying to take up space, take up space in ways that we have historically not been able to for a long time. You know, this comes on the heels of the 40th anniversary of Vincent Chin's murder. And um, that was felt throughout the proceedings because his murder and the subsequent fallout from the trial galvanized Asian Americans in a way that had not happened before. And you could feel that. <laughs> I'm getting kind of emotional thinking about it. You could feel that energy throughout the crowd and throughout the speakers. Um, the entire day on Saturday and it felt like it felt very powerful to be a part of that. Um, two things. I highlighted both of them on my post, but I wanted to talk just a little bit more about it here. Um, two speeches that really stuck out to me. Um, I want to start with Christian Hall's parents. Uh, for those of you don't know who don't know Christian Hall was a 19-year-old Chinese-American adoptee. Um, lived in Pennsylvania in December of 2020. Was in the midst of a mental health crisis. Called 911 to alert them, anonymously, but to alert them that there was a potential jumper on an overpass. Uh, someone who was suicidal. Uh, he was referring to himself. And uh, the police came. And shot him eight times and killed him. Um, they subsequently tried to cover it up. And it only took 11 months. But finally the full video was released. And it clearly shows that Christian's hands were up. He was not moving or advancing towards the police when they shot him. And so I have been advocating for Christian and for justice for Christian Hall for a while now. If you've been following on Instagram, you uh, can see that. And I've had the privilege of connecting with his parents, Gareth and Faye, a few different times. Um, 
but I had no idea that they were going to be at the Unity March. And uh, when we got there, I'm glad. That, so I mentioned we got there early. I'm actually glad that we did because we were actually able to run into them and meet them in person for the first time. And to say that it was not highly, highly emotional would be uh, doing it a disservice. Um, it was a huge privilege and honor to be able to just speak with them and an even bigger privilege and honor to hear them speak about their son and speak about what happened to him at this very, very important moment in the history of our community. Um, Gareth spoke first, and um, really the crux of his of his words were a letter that Christian wrote um, right before Father's Day uh, of 2020 that he had given to Gareth, and <laughs> I I was I was bawling. I could not stop the tears, uh, and to sit I. Ever, I think everybody, everybody in the crowd um, was grieving with them. And then Christian's mother, Faye, she got up and spoke, spoke very forcefully about what had happened to Christian, why he was, why he needed help, not at the end of a bullet, but just from the mental health issues that he was suffering from and going through at that time. Um, and as we all know here, adoptees very susceptible to mental health issues. Study shows four times as likely to at least attempt a suicide um, as opposed to non-adopted people. It's a 2013 study. And that at the end of the day, he needed help. And he did not receive it. We failed him. America failed him. The Pennsylvania State Police failed Christian Hall. And it was just very powerful um, to, to see their bravery and courage to step up in front of a thousand people and share these words. To make sure that their son's name lives on in the minds and hearts of Asian America, as well as beyond that. Very, very powerful. Um, one other thing, when we were speaking with Gareth and Faye prior to all this, right at the beginning when we had first shown up, um, before we broke so they could go to the speaker's tent, um, Gareth said to me, he said, I really... <laughs> He said, I really wish Christian would have found a group of people like y'all, other adoptees, so that he knew he wasn't alone. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. And I think everybody listening to this podcast uh, knows that that's what we're searching for, a lot of us. A community a group of people who understand and who get it. Uh, and are there for each other in these, in these times of 
of great pain and suffering to know that you're not there by yourself, that you're not in this alone, this fight, this life. <laughs> oh, man. Because he wasn't, even though he felt that he was. And that's why I do this. That's why we do this. Because if we can even help one person know that they're not by themselves in this journey, then it's worth it. It's worth it. So just quickly, if Gareth and Faye, if you happen to listen to this, um, thank you so much for meeting with me, for speaking to us, and for continuing to advocate for your son. Just know that you both are not alone as we go forward. Um, <laughs> the other speaker that I was really, I did not know was going to be here, uh, going to be at the unity March and who really did such an incredible job, brought the absolute fire was Kalyan, uh, Mendoza, Cala Mendoza. He is a queer Filipino with a disability who has been doing incredible activism and act advocacy work for a long time. And, um, I first was made aware of Kala, um, through Michelle Kim's work and have been following him and learning a lot from him, um, over the past year. And his words really, really resonated with me, um, because he doesn't sugarcoat what's going on. He didn't stand up and say, we, we can count on these people in Washington to protect us because we can't. And as we stood in the shadow of the Capitol, and he points to this building and says, we cannot rely on you, on these people to protect us. We cannot look to them for safety. It really, really resonated with me. And just the... Just the fervor and the passion with which he spoke on this was just really incredible. And, you know, I, I can stand up here and, or sit here and speak and, and talk about a lot of things. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm still building my, my bank of experience, my library of knowledge. And Kyle is drawing on so much of that because he's been doing it for so long. And to hear those people that you look up to speaking so forcefully and essentially putting their putting a target on their backs as being leaders of movements that matter. You know, people in Congress are not don't want to hear what he has to say. But he stands up there and says it. And I think that again, like Christian's parents, the bravery and the courage to stand up and be so forceful, to demand justice and action to encourage and empower us and the crowd to take it upon ourselves because we that's because that's the only way that we can do it the only way that we can find our way to freedom and peace and solidarity is with each other it's not to rely on the people who we continue to put in power and who continue to fail us we can't rely on them we have to do it ourselves and he led the chant, who keeps us safe? We keep us safe. 
And it's the absolute truth. Because we have to, if anything, over this past weekend, if we've learned anything, it's that we have to do this work for ourselves. And that the people who end up in these positions of power, knowing that we also have the power to change that. And so thank you, Kala, if you are listening to this for everything um, that you do and everything that you shared on Saturday. I'm excited to continue following along with your work. Um, But that brings me to everything else that kind of happened this weekend, especially Roe falling on Friday. So... I had originally recorded some thoughts uh, about Roe and about what that means, or to me at least, what it means and what it looks like going forward. But after speaking with KJ and with Nathan, um, felt that it was best to wait and have that discussion with them um, in the spirit of the show, do that in community with uh, my fellow co-host. So those thoughts are coming. You can see a little bit about what I've thought on my social media pages, LinkedIn or Instagram. But for now, um, we'll leave it at that with the Unity March, which was very powerful in its own right, uh, regardless of the decisions that came out over the weekend from the Supreme Court. And... uh, I appreciate all of you who are here listening and who are sitting with me in the vulnerable space that I found myself in at the Unity March and in this reflection. So be on the lookout. We are coming back, having those discussions that will be soon. So you'll be able to hear a little bit more about what we all think regarding the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. Um... But for now, you can catch us on any of the social media platforms at John Chi Show. You can send us an email to John Chi Show at justlikemedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 972-677-8867. Would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your concerns, your questions, uh, things that we can discuss on the show with the rest of you. Um. Again, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram at Patrick in the world. LinkedIn, I think if you just type my name in, I will pop up. Um, And you can go there to find a lot of my own thoughts on a lot of different things. Um, But for now, I just want to say thank you again. Really appreciate all of you who have been on this journey with us, who continue to show up and be a space of safety for myself and for the whole team here at the John Chi show. And uh, let's do this work together. Let's continue doing this work together and we will talk to you soon.